calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey everyone, this is John Roca, one third of the Geek Buddies with this awesome ad for you. If you like this show and you want to make your own and some of you have reached out and asked us about making your own podcast, well, let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. Go ahead and let your freak flag fly. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more places. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Take it from us here at the Geek Buddies. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, on with the Geek Buddies show. to some bonus content for The Geek Buddies! It's very well done. I like that. That's good. You held on. Thank you. Um, we are doing episode five, is that correct? Uh, of the gunsling of The Mandalorian. And the episode, because they're trying to troll me, uh, is called The Gunslinger, trying to make it very clear it's not a samurai show. Oh, it's not called The Ronin? That's weird. Uh, it should be called The Ronin. <laughs> Or Sanjuro or Yojimbo. Oh, wow. Or the Samurai. Or Lone Wolf and Cub, goddammit. Or Lone no. Ranger. <laughs> How dare you. <laughs> How dare you. Um, we're going to talk about this uh, episode. We really uh, are uh, fans of the show. Um, but, uh, of course, we always have thoughts about these things. We're going to break it all down and see if we like this episode as much as we like previous episode. Who wants to go first? Uh, well, first, this is uh, my name's Shannon McClung. I'm, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm an animation writer and a television actor. Uh, I'm Michael Vogel. I am a writer and producer of animated TV shows and movies. Uh, I am John Roca. I am uh, a voiceover artist, ri- uh, artist and writer and producer and host over at Collider. Uh, and uh, let's read the synopsis 
of the Gunslinger, Chapter 5. The Mandalorian helps a rookie bounter, bounty hunter who is in over his head. Yeah. Right. Uh, I feel like this was the first episode that didn't really check off all the boxes for okay. me. I feel like they, they dropped the ball a little bit with the casting. Um, mm. I think Amy Sedaris is incredibly funny. Um, I didn't care for her portrayal in this particular role. I really hated her wig. <laughs> oh, yeah. That hair was just – I. it was so distracting for me. Right. Um, and it ju- she just seemed out of place for me. Okay. Um, I was not uh, a fan of uh, Jay Cannavale as well as the as the young bounty hunter in question. Um, and I can't point to one single thing that he did. I'm just like something something's just off about this. I mean, when the episode started, which that was the first time we were getting sort of like a, a space chase. Yeah. Like, oh, great. And the moment that the uh, pursuing bounty hunter said, you know, I can bring you in warm or I can bring you in cold. And Pedro Pascal said, you know, that's my line. I'm like, oh, this is. This is not really uh, emblematic of what the character has done up till now. Okay. Um, so the whole episode, and I'm not a huge fan of Ming Na Wen. Um, wow. I think I think she's fine. Okay. Um, but I feel like uh, their guest casting this week was a little off. Wow. Okay, Mike. Uh, I don't agree with all of that. Um, I'm, I'm realizing that you uh, you have a very specific. Uh, just between this and your uh, Last Jedi <coughs> issues, you have a very specific <coughs> opinion about. What is appropriate tones of humor in Star Wars? Okay. <laughs> Just an observation. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Something I'm noticing. Thank you. Um, I didn't say it was a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say it was a good thing. Um, You're going to tell me that you think the comedy in Last Jedi was on point? There's no way that's correct. It doesn't. Uh, it, uh, didn't, it, the, con- the humor in Last Jedi does not bother me. What? The mama jokes? <laughs> Yeah, no, like I know that I know that that drives you crazy. Yes, I have way bigger, and I like as we've. This is not a Last Jedi podcast, right, right, but right. I like Last Jedi. I have my issues with Last Jedi. The Poe Dameron jokes at the beginning are not one of them. I think it's totally fine. Okay. Way more issue with the humor in the prequels than I do with the humor in Last Jedi. What humor in the prequels? Go well, ahead. Exactly. C three PO getting his head put on a battle droid. Uh, but. I will. Uh, I actually loved Amy Sedaris, but there is a meme that I saw uh, that was really funny that sums up why I loved it. It said, "Star Wars really wants some gay viewers." If the pitch is, "Here's Amy Sedaris as Sigourney Weaver as a Butch Richard Simmons," <laughs> and I think that does really sum up that wig. Um, however, I do agree with you that I think that this was the first episode that didn't really tick all the boxes. Um, I love all the Star Wars Easter eggs that have been in Mandalorian. Yeah. This was the first time that it felt a little like. Too many eggs? Yeah. Like, I I don't know quite why we went to Tatooine, and hopefully there's a reason, because, yeah. uh, you know, why Ming-Na Wen was, like, like, if there's a reason why Tatooine is important, then I'm super okay with it, but if there's not, and we just went to Tatooine so that we could go to Mos Eisley, hit the cantina, have the dude sitting in the exact same spot as Han Solo... Mm. T- make some uh, make some uh, womp rat joke. You know what I mean? Like there's just it, it just seemed like a little bit like fan servicey, but it didn't really get us anywhere. Yeah. And I think the other issue that I'm having with this is I've actually really enjoyed sort of the the uh, the the adventure of the week nature of Mandalorian. Right. That each week there's a threat, but it sort of gets resolved and then he moves on. Like this week I have to deal with the bounty hunters, but right. I get away. This week I'm on this planet and I help these people, and it's like sort of a Seven Samurai thing, and then I get away. And but now, because how many episodes is it? Eight. It's eight episodes, yeah. And so we're up to five. We are. We just finished five, and we haven't really 
picked up the momentum on what Baby Yoda's deal is, what's going on. So it's starting to feel like, you know, you want to get to that momentum where you get about to a certain point. And you're like, oh, shit, now the big story is kicking in. Like we got a right. few fun episodes right. and adventures, but now the – remains of the empire or after him and we're finding out and so we're running out of episodes mm-hmm. to fill in those gaps yeah and so i started to get a little impatient this week i think yeah i think it's fair and, then, and by the way this one's directed by dave filoni so i mean if anyone knows star wars it's dave filoni um there must be a reason for all this stuff i hope so tatooine because this is way too important of a planet in the star wars mythology to waste yeah. on a random episode that does not have um, connections or <laughs> strands coming back. And this is the first time that we got a little tag at the end of the episode yes, we did. that led to something else. Like Usually it sort of ends very, mm-hmm. this adventure is over. And this time we did see the foot of... Probably Giancarlo Esposito. Probably. Yeah. Uh, stepping into where Ming-Na Wen's body was. Right. So right. that hopefully will lead us to something. But there's just still – and look, Baby Yoda was still cute. Of course. Baby Yoda's great. Uh, I actually really am – I one of the things I like about the prequels are those like goofy droids uh, that like pop yeah. out of the yeah. – I, I, I thoroughly enjoy those droids. So I was yeah. happy to see them there. I don't think I disliked the episode as much as you guys did. I, I, By the way, I didn't dislike it. I don't think as much as Shannon did either. Right, right. I just – the Tatooine kind of made me go, uh, I don't know. Right. And I'm getting impatient. Like I want to get to whatever this bigger story is. You literally just summed up what you said already. So here's the two things that I felt. <laughs> I just want to be really you're clear. You're such a cliff noted. Your your five minute uh, rant for everyone. So I would like. To I'd see... like to get my opinion out at some point. Yes, go ahead. No, I just feel like I I didn't uh, dislike it as as much as Shannon did or as little as you did uh, apparently. And let me tell I, you what I felt oh, about Jesus it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, I liked Amy Sedaris in this because I thought it uh, – actually, and this is a weird – and I'm sure you probably don't agree with me, but I thought it brought a kind of weird authenticity to Star Wars because Star Wars hasn't been super fucking important every damn time. There's always these weird kind of characters that pop up for no random reason. I mean, do people forget that uh, what's-his-face is wearing toilet paper on his goddamn head as a bounty hunter? Like, it's not like every movie had these incredibly well-thought-out characters that weren't weird to look at, so – to me, I didn't mind that Sedaris was in it. I thought you're going to run into someone I, like that. I said I liked her. Yeah, I was saying in the world of Star Wars, so I liked that, um, I, and I liked her portrayal. I think Amy was funny. I honestly didn't know it was her until the episode was over. I didn't know who that was, but I liked it. Um, you, the thought, con- you thought it was Richard Simmons? Yeah, I, I did. <laughs> well, I've, met, I've met Richard Simmons. Yeah, I took a picture <laughs> with him. But Cannavale, I, I think the reason he that you say you can't pinpoint it. He doesn't belong in this. He doesn't belong in Star Wars. He has such a distinctly different New York Italian look that it has no business being in Star Wars for whatever reason. In my opinion, I just I wouldn't see De Niro in Star Wars. I wouldn't see Pacino in Star Wars. I don't think I'd see that thing, that kind oh, of. I will take Pacino in Star Wars. <laughs> They're trying to kill my planet. Uh, no, um, I, I, I just I just for me, I, I, I understand I felt the same way. I felt like he was a little. Uh, I just I, think he wasn't that strong of an actor. Okay, cool. I I, I didn't uh, think he was uh, what was supposed to be there necessarily. 
But that being said, I thought the motorcycle stuff was awesome with the speeders. I thought that was badass. I thought them. Uh, I thought Min Na Wen was great, and I was surprised they killed her off. Yeah, I was super surprised by that. Am I allowed to say I agree? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, as long as we keep moving on. And then, uh, uh, then, <laughs> but the and then the tag at the end was cool. My thing was this: when he shot Connie Valley, how does Connie not fall on top of Baby Yoda? Yeah, that was weird <laughs> to me because it. He's really. He was really careless with Baby Yoda in a way that he hadn't been before, leaving him with a stranger at a at essentially a auto shop, and then coming back and shooting the dude while he's holding Baby Yoda. There were some irresponsible things that were out of character to go along with the line that he says at the beginning. I instinctively felt it was like unnecessary. Yeah, if you're a badass, be a badass, and I think that's what's starting to worry me. And I'll say this honestly: underneath everything. What's starting to worry me is they're removing the gritty nature of the Mandalorian episode by episode, and they're making him a heroic, like, uh, kind of cool dude. And that's losing, for me, the um, man with no name kind of vibe that I wanted to see from this character. Well, it's interesting that in this episode, like when he's walking into the cantina, that you see all of those stormtrooper helmets on pikes. Yeah, yeah, which we'd and, seen from the trailer. Which was, yeah, I mean, that and that really, to me in the trailer, really established the world. Like, this is what's happened now. And then to balance, counterbalance that with just some of the goofy humor yeah. that they had, a lot from Amy Sedaris, yeah. I was like, oh, what a, oh, I'm so sad that you wasted that awesome visual on this episode with you know Chuckles McGee over here. Ooh, Chuckles McGee. You can speak now. <laughs> oh, I'm awake! That's so silly. That's right out of an SNL sketch. <laughs> oh, I'm awake! I, I think that I have a different opinion. <laughs> I think, I mean, again, people decide, like, Star Wars has always had a goofiness to it. Yes, agreed. Always. I'm not saying it hasn't had a goofiness. I'm just saying that this particular goofiness, for me, did not work. Yeah, I do agree that though that um, in like in general, I think what we're what we're all saying in different ways is like I think I still enjoy like I I've enjoyed every episode of Mandalorian and like when I like tuned in to watch this, I was super excited, I was engaged the whole time, right. like, I was super into it. Right. It was it's just fun to be in this universe, and they know how to make it feel like Star Wars. Yeah, I think for varying reasons, all of us are just a little bit getting a little warier. Of where this is going to wrap up. Yes, I agree. And that, this was the first time I started to feel it was this episode. Yeah. I was like – because the last episode, I wasn't as big of a fan as everybody else. Like I, The I, Gina Carano one? Yeah, the Gina Carano. I, I like Gina Carano in it. But the last samurai aspect of it all really bothered me. Everyone crowing about Bryce Dallas Howard as a director of that episode. I was like, OK, we'll see. Deborah Chow blew me away. Bryce Dallas Howard, not so much. No offense, Ron. But like I, I felt like that episode to try to shove two weight a way too big story yeah. into a half an hour. And with this one, this was a simpler story to tell. It just better lead to something pretty incredible because of the where it was set, what it alluded to, and also um the kill we got, right? The kill is important. This is the first time I think we've seen him actually kill somebody. Right. And there were two kills. Because they killed the kind of no. Bali guy and he killed her. Yeah. So I mean I think it's just I, I, I think it's just this nature of like, look, the second episode was I can't get off the planet, I need to fix my ship. Right. Third episode it was I do escape the bounty hunters. Fourth episode, I'm chilling, I might live here. Nope, I can't live here, I gotta go. Right. Fifth episode, uh, I gotta fix my ship. <laughs> like I, like there there's just there's a lack of momentum yeah. that uh 
would make me happy if that got picked up in this next episode. There should not be filler episodes in an eight-episode series. Except I don't think that they're filler episodes. Okay. That's the thing. Is like I'm not – I feel like they're uh, – this one felt like filler. I, it's – when you have eight episodes to do let – me, let me put it a different way. It does okay. – it felt – yes, I agree with you they feel that way. But a filler episode by nature – and it you know it happens a lot of times when you have like a network show where you have 26 episodes in the season. Yeah, right. And you're like, here's my big arc, but – I'm going to run out of things. I need a couple episodes that are just standalone, whatever. When you have eight episodes, you don't have a need for filler. And it's not like Agreed. these shows are light on budget. Like they're still right. doing all the cool special effects things. So it seems like it's clearly intentional that they're like, we're going to do this story. And yeah. each episode is its own little mini adventure as he's trying to protect this baby Yoda. And he's doing this thing. So it's it's not that like they're trying to just like – uh, take up time right. before they get to the good stuff. I just feel like what, where we're we gonna get to the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I agree. All right. Anything more we want to add? I think that's it. Yeah. We'll see what happens next. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Certainly, we're recording this. <coughs> the next one drops tonight, right? That's yeah. tonight at midnight. Yeah. Tonight at midnight. So, um, do I you might... think? Do you think Ginny Carano comes back, or do you think she's on that other planet? Uh, she already said she's shooting episodes of the second season. Okay. So, but I would like to see her come back. Because I thought she was a really strong character. And maybe she comes in to save the Mandalorian from Esposito at some point down the road. Yeah. I could see that happening yeah. for sure. So, But either way, I agree with both of you. We need to get this thing going. Yeah, And certainly, hopefully the next episode is like chock full of insane action. And you understand why they did this with this one. Kind of a calm before the storm type of thing. We'll see. All right. Well, that's our uh, spoiler-filled review of The Mandalorian here on The Geek Buddies. Thank you, everybody, for downloading this episode and listening to our thoughts about it. And let us know what you thought. Tweet at us. Uh, or comment uh, uh, on the uh, wherever you uh, download the podcasts. Uh, and uh, gentlemen, what do you have to say? Yeah, if you'd like to follow us on social media, on Twitter, it's at geek underscore buddies. On Instagram, at the underscore geek underscore buddies. If you'd like to follow me on social media, on Twitter, it's at Shannon underscore McClung. On Instagram, at Shannon the Geek Buddy. If you'd like to follow Mr. Vogel, it's at MKTune on both platforms. If you'd like to follow Mr. Roca, it's at the Roca Says. There you go. And, uh, you know, just like The Mandalorian, we're trying to pick up some momentum. So uh, give us <laughs> give it, give us some stars, give us it. some comments, give us some retweets, tell everybody to listen, tell everybody to join in the fun. Let's get some geeky goodness and uh, bring some geeky positivity back to the interwebs. There you go. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. This has been a special episode of The Geek Buddies! Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.